Hello everybody, I'm Katie Knight and welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. It is a very rainy, cold day here in Ibiza today, so I am recording this from my bedroom, as you can see if you're watching this, um, because it is currently the only room that has heating in my house. So here we are. I am excited to share this next conversation with you today with Marco Faraone. I have known Marco for many years, but I've never really had the chance to have a conversation with him about his beginnings and how he started out. He's from a very small town in Italy called Luca. Beautiful town, by the way. So we talk all about how his beginnings, how he started out. We talk about his new chapter in his life because he's just become a dad. Uh, so we talk all about that and how he balances everything that he's got going on with touring, with his label Uncage, with parenthood. We also talk about his latest collaboration collaboration with Stella Bossi. Three Days Awake, uh, the video clip has nearly, or probably by now, has nine million views, so it went viral. So we talk all about that, social media, and just lots of fun stuff. It's just a real nice down-to-earth chat between two friends, all about music, his journey, his goals, his dreams, and this new chapter in his life. So I hope that you enjoy this chat as much as I did recording it. And if you are not watching this, you can watch this podcast on Spotify and also on YouTube um, if you would prefer to listen to the podcast that way. So here it is. This is Marco Faraone here on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Yes. Yes. Marco Faraone is in the house. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Good. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Back in the studio. Um making lots of new tracks, new music. I'm very, let's say, very excited and motivated. Uh, nice. Especially after the pandemic. So it's nice to be to be back here playing, start playing the shows again, touring and making some music. So you're starting the year strong. Yes. Started the year strong. Have you changed yeah. the color of your hair again? No, it's still green. <laughs> well, okay, so why 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 did you choose green? It just keeps me young, you know. <laughs> I like it. But didn't yeah. you you had pink at one it's, point as well? It's didn't lucky. You? It's lucky. Pink was because of the was because of the of the baby of ah. my daughter. At the beginning, it was blue because it's, uh, you know, it's like the 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 expectation at the beginning at the beginning was that it was a boy. Then we realized it was a girl, so I made the pink, and then the green is just for for being lucky. You had it blue first. You're going through all the colors of yeah. the rainbow. Yeah, I some, like it. It's fresh. Just some fresh craziness. Some fresh craziness. <laughs> some fresh craziness. Thank you so much for coming onto my podcast. Yeah. Thank you for inviting. I was actually thinking how I have interviewed you before because I did. We did that thing in um, at Sona. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I was, for Sona, and, yeah, yeah. And also, I think on Ibiza Global Radio as well, a few times. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. A few times. Well, I'm excited, excited about this chat today because on the podcast, I get to kind of dive deeper into people's careers and know about how they started out. And I think that's this is something that me and you have never spoken about. So I always start off the podcast with asking where your love for music come, came from and what were your first steps into music? Well, um, uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> good when I, thanks when i when i when i started when i started djing um or and listening to music i didn't even expect that this to be my this to be my my let's say my work one day you know um so everything started uh, for passion and um just listening music and my father was a folk singer so i started listening i've always been surrounded by music since when i was a child 
my grandfather was also a singer and a guitarist so you know i've always been around music since where since very 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 early days uh-huh. and um my passion for electronic music started when i started going to clubs and uh, and parties with my friends so i realized that i realized that i was kind of sh- i was kind of um uh, shy you know and uh, very introverts uh, very introverts uh, character and uh, i realized at the beginning that my spot was not in the in the in the, in the crowd but was behind the decks Mm-hmm. Uh, watching the DJ staying like in a corner watching what the DJ was doing because I was never really let's say uh, a dancer or a crazy a crazy river I loved going to parties and I spent um, almost uh, all my teenage years in clubs yeah because I started playing music when I was uh, when I was uh, 14 years old this is the time when I bought mm-hmm. my first uh, my first turntables and wow. then I started yeah. playing music in my in my in the basement at my parents' house downstairs, making a lot of noise and uh, <laughs> complaining with the neighbors. This is where it comes from. Also, my my track called "Strange Neighbors" um, that was released on Moon Arbor on 2010, 2010. Sorry. And that's the story and, behind and it. it. And it was and this track came out because I had a massive fight with my neighbors. Uh, because of the noise at night so I mean I was literally spending all my time in the basement and I'm spending all my, all really all my time really? going to school the next day tired sleeping on the desk and you know like I was uh, I was <laughs> I was like um, yeah really really deep uh, into the music since the beginning and and a bit like I consider myself like uh, like a little nerd, you know, being studying uh, audio programs and a little you know, tech geek. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I and now I became a bit more open, also like a personality, way more friendly, way more open. Uh, but but at the beginning, when I was young, I was really really shy and introvert. So I spent, let's say, when I when I was in the, in the in the in the the, the back in the days, it was like a little garage, you know, like a little basement, and my parents. And was like a bunker, was like a bunker downstairs. And um, and that was my, let's say that was my comfort zone. Like it was mm. a space where I felt safe and, uh, and, and the place where I could really express myself doing music in silence, you know, and- uh, in So this you taught time. yourself then? Sorry? You taught yourself then to DJ? Yeah. You yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. anybody to teach you. No, no, no. Nobody, no one teach me. No one teach me. And uh, I was really, I was really deep into these audio programs back in the days. I was using uh, programs like uh, Rebirth, Reason. Uh, I think even the first version of Reason that uh, I saw nowadays is like Reason 11. Like I, I had like Reason 2, maybe something like that. Wow. Uh, so it's like Kubase, these programs that I used to I used to use at the beginning, and this is where I learned producing music. Like, but I spent I spent uh, days, days, and hours uh, in there making. And in fact, I came out with my first records when I was really, really, really young. I, How I old were you? I think my first. Now I'm 34, but I I came out with my first vinyl record in 2007. Which means which means is a it's a lo- it's a very long time and um, and uh, like sixteen no yeah something like that I was still living at my parents and I brought this piece of plastic uh, uh, to my parents I say oh look this is my vinyl this is my records my music and I remember my my dad was really really happy my fam- I mean I've always been supporting from my family I have to be honest which is yeah. the the most lucky part of everything. Your parents uh, are so sweet. Yeah, I think you met my parents, no? I've met them a few yeah, times. And, uh, They're so and, lovely. Uh, my parents have always been very supporting me because they always thought that I had to do what I loved the most, you know, to yeah. really express myself. Because it's not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do properly something you don't love to do. You know what I mean? It's like uh, sometimes your parents force you to do something that you don't like and you will never do properly because it's not it's not coming from your heart you know it's not coming from yourself so yeah um 
they always say, Marco, if this is what you really like, do it and smash it, you know, put yourself totally into this and try your best to achieve your, your goals. And, you know, yeah. and, and you did. So, yeah, I did. I did a part of it. I still, I still need to work a lot because I, de- I never considered myself uh, arrived uh, in a point. I'll always say that there is, there, is a, there is still a long run to do. But I think that's the best uh, way because best if you way. say you reach your goal, then you're never going to be, you're never going to push yourself more. So if you reach a goal and then you get, okay, okay, now my next goal is this, you just grow and grow and grow. Whereas if you say I've reached what I want to do or what I would say is my most successful point in my career, then you're not, you're not going to grow exactly. anymore. When you, this is what makes you uh, excited and, and, you know, and uh, puts you, uh, and gives you the, 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 the motivation to do things. When you reach a goal, you always fix the next one, you know? Yeah. 100%. And this is, this is a never ending story because in our work and also what you're doing, what I'm doing, it's always, we try, we always try to reach uh, our, to I mean, I mean, make our dreams uh, become true. Mm. And, uh, and there is always a dream. There is always something, uh, which is not related to money, to whatever. It's not. It's not gonna. It's not. About, it's not about that. It's about. Uh, in my case, for example, it's about the satisfaction to um, to arrive in a in a, in a to, to reach a goal that I never expect. You were I gonna was, reach. I was exactly because I'm coming from a very small town in Italy. My city is. Uh, it's a very little town, and it's, wait, can uh, we so, can we just talk about your town one sec? It's called Luca, right? Yeah, my city is called Luca, and uh, it's uh, seventy kilometers from Florence. And Florence, let's say, is the biggest city close to my hometown. But in my hometown, we never had a music scene. It was nothing. It was only hip hop and dance uh, dance music parties. Like it was not like a techno or uh, underground. Ah. Let's call it, let's call it underground, but. There was no electronic music events back in the day. So uh, I really had, it's not like if you're born in New York or in London. Yeah, or, and you have you everything know, around you. I never, I, never had an, I, I never had a chance to discover this background, to have this background since when I started. So everything was like, everything was about digging and mm. searching and researching and trying to build my own musical taste, you know, and find out, which was the direction to take because I was first of all very young so I have to stay in these 20 years uh, DJing even if I look young and beautiful but so you're way years, much younger but 20 <laughs> it's the hair <laughs> but 20 hair. years ago but 20 years ago I was a little child and I was 14 so who knows I mean how you know when you are 14 years old, you, know, you never know what you want. You're always right. like asking yourself what I want to do, what's the best, what's not the best. You ask yourself a million of questions, you know? Yeah. And you, you get an answer to, to all those questions year by year by doing things and you say, okay, this is I like, this is I did this I don't like, you know? Yeah. And and it's always there is a big confusion in the middle. And um and then you start you start putting the pieces of the puzzle, piece by piece, and you, and then you you get the full, you the know, full the full thing. thing. And you say, okay, this is what I love to do. But then, uh, after becoming a, a an house and techno producer, I went through I, I went through many different kind of music. I started playing hip hop. Then I start playing drum and bass. Uh, I played drum and bass for three for three years. Not many people knows, and I have a big collection of records, drum and bass records. And 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 that was my you know this is all about it was all about the craziness mm. you know and the mental uh, and the mental confusion of doing uh, trying to find my real sound. Do you think though that's why I didn't know that you'd gone through them different genres as well because you're a very versatile um, uh, DJ like you can you can play in so many different clubs and you'll play a different sound and totally adapt to the crowd. Do you think that is because of all of the other different genres that you've played before. This is totally, this is totally because of this. I'm not a DJ that plays since two years and I've seen somebody else playing a genre. Yeah. Hey, I want to, I also want to do this like him, you know, or like her. Uh, I feel nowadays people are just following uh, like a, 
I never consider DJing like a template, like like something that you say, okay, this is what I have to do. I go and do it, you know, mm. like uh, following something, following like uh, a trend or something that that works in a certain time, you know. My biggest goal as as an artist is trying to, first of all, experiment and evolve myself always into something else, mutate, like uh, changing, you know. Yeah. And um, because that's first, this this uh, brings me brings me always out of my comfort zone. I know it's difficult because nowadays following the same general music creates hype, mm. so it's it's much more risky for an artist to be versatile. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's more difficult to communicate to the crowd and to the promoters and say, oh, look, uh, I, I'm good doing this, but I'm also good doing this. Mm. There is not so much trust in the scene nowadays, you know? Um, it's That's like, a really interesting point. It looks like the promoters nowadays, most promoters, they don't want to assume any risk. And they say, want to keep it safe, do you think? Keep safe. This artist is this artist is doing this. I know he's gonna do this, and I know he's gonna sell this, and I know I'm gonna take yeah. this money out of the show. And uh, and back in the days, not back in the days because I can't say back in the days, but already like ten years ago. I'm not talking about the '90s, but I'm saying about ten years ago. I've seen some some clubs doing some innovative bookings, some new fresh names, some artists that they probably don't sell tickets but they play amazing music. Mm. And that's how you, let's pass me the word, educate the crowd to listen cool and great music. Not only about selling the tickets, because most of the times who sell the, who, the big ticket sellers are not really playing the best music. Let's be honest, you know? Yeah. So what my goal as an artist is always trying to surprise myself first. Surprise myself and say, oh, fuck, I did this. Wow, I'm surprised I've done this, uh, you know, that I have the ability and the capacity of doing this, like, for example, my ambient album that I released during the pandemic. If it was not because of the pandemic, I would never discover that I was able to produce such a great ambient album. Yeah. And this was because of, I was like, okay, there is no dance, no, there is no clubs, no music, no people dancing. It's the perfect time for myself to step out of this and do something else. And uh, challenge uh, challenge mm. myself into something else and um, this is not something that everyone is doing so I'm, I'm a techno dj i just do techno and i do techno and that's no. it you know um i think it's a really interesting point and i think as well the whole what you were saying about promoters taking risks and bringing in artists that maybe aren't the ones that sell the most tickets but are the ones that play you know the best music I think that's all part of educating people about electronic music as well you know because if everyone just listens to the same DJs over and over again first of all we're not giving a chance to up-and-coming DJs or DJ or new genres or new sounds and secondly we're not educating the people that are coming to see the shows so it's very important point you know how many people are sitting hours in the studio spending hours and hours and hours some of them I also sign them on my label for example because mm. my label is a platform for established artists but also we release so many great names and new names that they have uh, 200 followers on Instagram and no one knows them and these people, they're doing amazing music. And I think they deserve a chance at some point yes. to be able to step out of the studio and show the world what they're able to do as a DJs and as, and as yeah. performers. And these people, sadly, most of the times, they will never give a chance. And that's really, really, really sad because I, I remember myself back in the days when uh, 10, 15 years ago, I was struggling and doing my music and hoping someone to notice my music and give me a chance to step out of the studio and play in a club, you know, mm. and say, now I'm going to I'm going to smash this place because I want to show the world what I'm able to do. Yeah. Uh, many people nowadays, they will, they will not have this chance because uh, uh, probably it's all about going for this for the big selling artists, for the big for the big ticket sellers. Uh, uh, I also realize, for example, in some countries, I'm, uh, I sell more tickets than other places. Yeah. But that's because I've been spending maybe 10 years playing in Doing this city, in yeah. this country, you know? So um, 
uh, and, and building up my fan base gig by gig by gig by yeah. gig. People don't even know how many shitty gigs I played in the last 20 years. When I, played, <laughs> when I took a plane, fly for eight hours uh, and played in a club for 50 people. Yeah, this, yeah. This is, this is something done. that, this is something that, um, uh, unfortunately, many hyped artists, they will never see because... Uh, because this scene, this scene nowadays has changed a lot. And, yeah. uh, and uh, talking, talking about chances and being given the chance, when do you think that chance was given to you? What was the turning point in your career that made you realize, okay, this is it now. I'm uh, in the right my, place and my, it's happening. This, this, let's say the spark was when uh, I did sign my first uh, EP on Moon Arbor. Uh, that it was, uh, it is still a very, a very big label, a very big tech house label. Back in the days uh, when I did sign the, the first EP on the label was probably one of the most hyped mm. uh, labels in the market, you know. Uh, back in 2010, Moon Arbor was like, uh, let's say, uh, releasing now on, uh, on the best hyped label uh, nowadays, you know. Yeah. So it's like... Uh, or, uh, or Desolat, label from DICE. Yeah. Um, when I did sign on these labels, let's say everything started a little bit to see, like, I mean, uh, this platform where uh, followed a lot and obviously they gave me the right visibility to, mm. okay, Marco did sign on this label, you know, and also for the, for the Italian kind of uh, fan base, for the promoters. And what Marco is releasing on this big international label. And then from there, I started traveling a little bit outside of the country. And then uh, gig by gig, show by show. And, you know, and, like, and, then, and yeah, step by step by step, I did build up my, my, my thing. But yeah, uh, let's say this for, this was the this was the the, the first uh, the first international big release I had was Strange Neighbors. Uh -huh. uh, two thousand and ten, did you say that? Two thousand and ten, let's say, was my first really solid. Uh, and I see some and I see some some DJs are still playing it. Wow! Like that, uh, I've seen so many people still playing the the record after so many years. So it's. Uh, Nice, yeah. nice to, to hear. Where was your first ever international gig? <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we love a funny story. My first international gig outside of Italy was in Kosovo. Okay. Which is, which is, which is strange if you think about it, because it's not really a big market for electronic music scene. Random place to go for your first one. And, uh, and you know, like back in the days, Kosovo went through a very big war. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, it's something. Uh, uh, and when I, uh, when I, when I went to Kosovo, like uh, when I was, uh, I, I, I think I was just, uh, I, I just, I was just 18 years old. And I said, oh, I'm going, um, I told my parents, look, I'm going to uh, make a passport because I have to fly and play my, sh my first gig uh, outside of the country. And they say, wow, Marco, amazing. You're doing so much music. Oh, good, nice. It's good to see you playing. You start to play. Where are you going? I said, I have to go to co play in Kosovo. <laughs> <laughs> for, my big, for my good friend, uh, Sab, that I said, that I, that I, un saludo. Uh, and uh, this was this was my my first uh, because I used to sign a very uh, on a on a label from there. It's called ah. SK Records back in the days. Yeah, and, and, my, and, then, and then I let's say the first reasonable the first reasonable international gig outside of my country was at uh, Clubbers Day Festival in Madrid. Okay, cool. And um, what year was that? Was 2007, 2008. Something. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I played the, they had a massive, a massive, huge, huge, huge lineup. And um, yeah, and Natur, Natur Club in Madrid, and now I think it's closed. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. It was okay. the time of it was the time of uh, Danzo Macumba in Madrid, you know. This, oh, nice! This yeah, this is yeah. Madrid. Let's say Madrid is the first reasonable 
big city where I played outside of my country. That's why I love the city and I, I am. I was going to say, you friend. play a lot in Madrid and you're very, I very loved in Madrid. Nowadays I play Fabric uh, with my friend uh, Nuke, Rodrigo, uh, which is a promoter I really love and respect. And, uh, and but beside this, before reaching the goal to play Fabric, uh, I had to play in many, many small clubs and then step yeah. by step, I build up my profile, you know. Mm-hmm. And not so many people remember, but I played in a party in Fabrica Madrid back in the days. I was called Vertigo. Um, and I played with James Holden, Steve Bug. That back in the days was a crazy huge, Mistress Barbara. It was a cute, crazy huge lineup. And I was just at the beginning of my... Really? My, of my career, yeah, yeah. Radio Slave was playing that I met after 10 years and I signed on records, his label. After 10 years, we I met. I love Radio It's a long story. It's a long... My story is a long story and it's a never-ending story. It's always... Uh, always Good, let's story. hope it never ends. Let's <laughs> hope it never ends. Yeah. What do you think has been the most challenging part of your career so far? The most challenging part? Being able to do what I love to do and uh, stay away from all these concepts and trends. Now is art techno, everybody go art techno. Now yeah. it's house, everybody go house. I just, my, my biggest challenge is to maintain uh, is to is my biggest challenge is, is to stay true to myself, which is the the most difficult thing. Stay true to yourself means do what you love to do and don't just follow what's what what the others are doing musically or just follow a trend or something. I always done what I love to do. And uh, when I was tech house, whether I went to techno, then I went to house again. I mean, every time I feel I feel bored of doing something because I feel I feel the music uh, when when I feel the music is a copy of a copy of yeah. a copy, which is what's happening now. A copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, same sample, same same loops. It's for me is boring, and I've seen this film for many times. Yeah, I always try to change and, and move to something that let's say uh feels fresher it makes me makes me excited yeah what makes you excited now what where are you at right now now i'm i'm now i'm uh, i'm focusing on the jacking techno kind of direction which is making me very excited which is which for me means uh techno but with house uh elements okay which means, which means it's like uh which is which is what I call jacking techno, but it's uh, mm-hmm. no, techno. I get that. It's good, great yeah. techno, techno. It's like hard groove techno. You know, hard, yeah. hard groove. It's like it's not like it's not hard techno. It's like uh, it's not dark techno even. It's like techno with house with the mid range high frequencies, all the high parts. It's more. It's like kind of more groovy. Has a house, has a house soul and uh, and vibe, you know. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, like more or less what more or less what um, Robert Tood is doing under floor plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kind of this is something that really makes me uh, happy to play, you know. Yeah, yeah. Techno, but techno, but with good vibe, with with open vibes. Well, you are because you are a good vibe person. You're not one of these like techno DJs. I'm not a dark, I'm not a dark uh, person. I'm, I don't have a dark personality. You I'm don't not, have a dark personality. I'm, I'm not introspective to my, I don't yeah. I'm, like, I, I, I want to have fun. Yeah. When I make music, I want to have fun. When I play, I want to have fun. And I, yeah. uh, and you see that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's house, techno, deep house, tech house. The most important thing is the message you share with the crowd. It doesn't matter if, the, as I said, as I always say, this the important is the result. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the result? Being able to play what you love and make people enjoy what you play, what you love. Yeah, that's the absolutely. most important thing. What's the what? This is the mission of a DJ, you know? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Be able to share your emotions to the crowd. What if I will do something? What if I will play something or I will produce something that doesn't excite myself first and doesn't make me happy first? You know what I mean? Yeah. How are you going to transmit your happiness to the crowd? How can I transmit this yeah. to the people? Yeah. And the, and the people are not stupid. They will understand that I'm lying to myself. A hundred percent. I'm not doing 100%. what I love, you know? So it's... A hundred percent. This is my biggest challenge. Be... Uh, be able to 
to do what I love. And if mm. I if one day I start playing shit music, come and give I'll me nothing bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. Don't worry. Is there anything that you would have done differently in your career? Um, I have no, no, I, to be honest, I've been, to be honest, I'm very happy about what I, be, what I, what I did because right. uh, honestly, when I started DJing, I didn't even expect to get less than half and less than half, half of what I'm doing, of what, of, what, of what I did. Yeah. Of being able to play, imagine a child coming from Lucca, which is a city where no one plays techno, and also, by the way, in Luca, it's the best ice cream I ever tried in my life. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I, when you told me that day you were from Luca, I was like, I've been to Luca and it was the best nah, ice cream I've ever had in my whole life. City. Such a beautiful Oh my God. Sorry, just had to get uh, But um, imagine a DJ playing, playing in Luca and uh, playing in a uh, birthday party for his friends. Uh, uh -huh. and, Full events, uh, playing at Tomorrowland or playing at uh, Awakenings or yeah. playing in some yeah, Amnesia, yeah, yeah. Amnesia. The first time I stepped in Amnesia, I was. Uh, it was 2000 and 2009, 2008, 2009. The first time I went to Amnesia, and I remember myself with a friend of mine, Massimiliano. Standing in the in at the, at the side of the boot, what is the bar, on the on the on the glass, there is a glass, you know, like uh -huh. a glass. Standing on the glass on the side, Ricardo Villalobos was playing in the terrace, was for Cocoon. Mm. And I remember Ricardo playing two times my track because uh, the the vinyl finish, he took out the needle, he put the vinyl on the other side, and he played the other side of the vinyl. And this was uh, this was in two thousand and nine. And this was the first time I went to Amnesia and I was standing by the cabin. Wow, that must have been a Ricardo, moment. Watching all these legends, Ricardo, Sven, all this. And uh, I, I was, I, if I see myself back then there, I, I'm, I, was, I was like, uh, I was asking myself, yeah, it's nice to see my track being playing in this club, you know, because you see yeah. the effect of your track. But I, I was like, will I one day play here you know what i mean you think it's do you think it's possible that one day i would play in this in this dj booth you know it was uh really it was it, it, it if i if i if i think about, i have goosebumps if i think about it I've, you've given me goosebumps like, as well if I, if I really see it if i really see it you know and i think if i see myself back then standing at this outside of the dj booth watching the djs playing and i was like who knows if one day I will play here, you know, like uh, if, mm. I don't know. And then after 10 years, like, yeah, after 10 years, a bit more. Yeah, 10 years, let's say. At the end, I played there. Yeah. And I'm a regular guest of the club and I play there like frequently, like nowadays. That's must it's be really, crazy. It's really, it's really, yeah, it's not like it's not like I started DJing. I posted video. I, I posted a video on Instagram. I became viral after one video, and then I played in Amnesia and Ibiza like an headliner. No, yeah. it's not been like that. I had to play for ten fucking years. Yeah, to, to get to that goal, to release music for ten years, to build my fan base for ten years, and be and get the opportunity to play there after 10 years. Mm. It's a long, it's a long journey. It's not a journey that becomes uh, because of a TikTok video or something. It's a, it's a way, way long, uh, it was a long, big, long work. Yeah. So, and, and this is the same for also many other places. Mm, absolutely. And, uh, How and... do you see, like talking about like TikTok videos and videos going viral? Cause I had this conversation with somebody the other day and it was, so somebody that's uh, been DJing for a very long time and they were, they were like, it's so hard for me to see that some DJs now just overnight make it from something that's going viral when we had to do it. There was such a long process, so much, so many years of hard work. What are your thoughts on this? I have to be, I have to be very honest with this. Uh, not, to, not too many people say this, but many people are just uh, frustrated because of this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 
this is totally honest. Many people imagine a guy playing for 10 years, sacrificing, playing in shit clubs for empty dance floors, uh, traveling in economy class to the other side of the world, uh, getting in a city, sleep alone, uh, next day play, shit party, play next city, shit party, because no one knows you. And then you come back and you say, okay, where did I go? I played in S and I played for nobody. And this is, and then you see someone else posting a video on TikTok and playing for a full packet club and, and you know, and there is no music, there is no history, no background, no talent, no, no discography, no sacrifices, yeah. no, nothing. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating, but it is like it is. Nowadays, nowadays, uh, this is the technology. This is what, this is what uh, the world is offering us. This is the scene, what the scene yeah. is offering us. Um, and we just need to, I don't say we have to adapt to this, but, um, you gotta ride with it. You just have to go, go with it. Go with like, the flow, go yeah. with the flow. In my, yes. in, in my case, I, I, what I will do is, uh, keep doing music. Mm -hmm. This is what, the, what, this is the best thing I can do. Then mm -hmm. if you do a video, a clip on TikTok, uh, um, I have 1,000 followers on TikTok, you know, I just put sometimes a video, okay, I put it for TikTok and let's see, but I don't force myself to reach followers on TikTok. It's like, it's like, um, it's like, uh, probably I'm not a TikTok guy, you know what I mean? Some, not, not everyone, not everyone. It's, no, good, it's not, not for everyone. everyone. I good. can't crack it either. For example, for example. Uh, I had this uh, release with Stella, no? Stella Bossi. On this was going to be my next question, yes. Stella, uh, Stella is a talent. Mm. Stella is a talent. Stella on social media is a talent, okay? Yeah. And everybody's like saying, oh, you did this, you did that. She's, she's on TikTok, blah, blah, blah. And my answer is, she's a talent. She art, is. art can be different. Um, I can be, uh, I can, uh, let's say it's, there is music related art, but this is also, there is also different kind of art. I can be a painter, I can be a designer, I can be um, an, inter an interiorist or an interior designer, uh, yeah. something like, I design things, okay? Or uh, this is also art. Mm. I can make music, this is also art. Art can be different, okay? There is art that is also related to music. You know, uh, also design clothes is art. Absolutely. I couldn't agree. Everything was creative is art. Okay. As soon as it's a content, mm -hmm. it's a creative content. Stella is a, is a, is a, is a content, is a very strong content creator. Yeah. And this is art. What she's doing, you can say is, is, is good. It's not good. I like it. It's shit is beautiful. It's art. And yeah. she's doing well because of this. Then the art is combined to music. And she's also this kind of creative uh, uh, content creator art is also related to music. So she she's also going well into the music industry because yeah. it's related to what she does is related to music, but it's art anyway, you know. And I and I and when I see this, the, when I see some people that are always uh, critical and point point the finger and say, ah, this is not good, this is stupid, this is not this is shit, I am always always answer, but what are you doing? This is art. What, 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 on the other side, what are you doing? Yeah. What's your content? What's your content? Absolutely. No, in my case, I can say my content is music. I've done more than 150 releases. Maybe 100 are on vinyl. I did release music for, for 20 years. This is my content. This is my art. This is what I do. What, this yeah. is my artistic side. I do music. Okay. I'm a good music producer. It's also art. Maybe I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that good on TikTok. So I'm not good in that, you know, but every one of us, uh, you are, a, you are an amazing radio presenter. So you, the, what you're doing, it's also art, you know, it's mm -hmm. everyone has, as as a good part or is, is good, is good, is good doing side. something, yeah. you know, I can be a nice chef and cook the best pasta. Yes, you can. Or make the best pizza, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 it's true. Not everyone, make the same, not everyone makes the same pizza. Someone makes it better, sometimes makes, makes it different. So the guy is a talent. Yeah. And everyone, and has, everyone has a talent. Everyone is a talent, you know? And uh, what you've done with Stella is just put two arts together. 
exactly. with the video. 1.9 million views on Instagram. Yes, Instagram <laughs> two millions, but the whole platforms is nine, almost nine million views. What? And the, nine yeah, million. The whole platform, nine million. Nine million views. Yes, the video. That's insane. And, uh, and, uh, and this started as a joke. I always, uh, I never put barriers around me. I never, yeah. I never say, I never, I never work like this. I always try to open my 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 mind and see uh, how things are going, what's yeah. exciting. With Stella, it was everything was really like uh, was uh, we we first of all we met since the beginning. We met in Chile. She was touring. I was touring the same uh, the same days. Uh, I was with Jessica, my wife, and uh, Jessica. I have to say that everything was because of Jessica because Jessica <laughs> was following Stella more than me. Okay, uh, and uh, Jessica, she's she was always uh, uh, she laughed about the contents and all these things that she do. She said, "This girl is crazy. You see what she does? Look, she's amazing, you know." And she and and for and for and for for uh, circumstance, she was touring the same days with, with like me in Chile. And 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 Jessica was like, "Marco, should we get get in touch with with Stella and have go for a drink or something?" You know? Yeah. So I wrote to the manager and uh, we met and we had an amazing lunch. We had a beer, we went to see the city, we went around. And then at some point we said, okay, we should do a track together. But it was like, a, like some, really something that, that, that started for fun, okay? And, wow. And, and days by, day by day afterwards, when I came back to the studio, I realized this was a, a good thing to do. But unexpected unexpected mm. from my following people and she the people that they follow her you know because we are let's say it's a unique world but we we're doing two different things okay yeah. two different products okay and it was uh, and it was as i said before always trying to put myself out of the comfort zone and do something that excite makes me excited and you know yeah. like something unexpected even not even even for myself I say okay, let's do this. Okay, so I ask Stella, she play, me, she send me some vocals, tell me you know some inspiration, some tracks you like. Uh, let's work on a beat together, something like that. And then suddenly we came, we came out with this crazy track. That... Was it her that sent over three days awake? Yeah, the both of us. Wow. Both of us. Actually, it is Stella. It's the female vocal. Toby the the manager is the is the is the male vocal and uh -huh. i did and i also did sing on top of the male vocal because i wanted the sound of the vocal to be a bit more um, yeah, a bit different in the process uh -huh. so i did i did i did layer i did the layer with be, between two male vocals which is me and him together and we so it's the three of us singing singing oh. and um it's yeah, such said, a fun said, track. Yeah, it's, it's, it was like it was like this. I made a track. I mean, I made this beat, and we made we made it, we made the track in a in a week. Let's say in it a week. Like, yeah, in a week we made the track. And how and, much fun was it creating the video? Fucking crazy. <laughs> and Toby and Toby and Stella are two two genius for me. Like they they know they exactly know what they want to do. It's like. Uh, um, the funny thing is that they say, Marco, you have to come to Berlin because we're going to record a massive video for this track, okay? And, and, and when I went to Berlin, I, see, I was like, okay, we're going to do a music video, you know, like a, like a proper music video, yeah. you know, like uh, for this track, something for YouTube, uh, you know, like a, like, a, a yeah. uh, like a video, not like for not, not, not the video you see on MTV, but something like that, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, amazing, let's do this. So I went to Berlin, I bring all my clothes and stuff. And then uh, we arrived in this uh, apartment and it was me, Stella, Toby, with a, with, a, with, a phone, with a phone stand, okay? With a phone stand. <laughs> and, I said, and I said, guys, what are we going to do here? Where's the video Toby, crew? Toby, Toby was like, we do the video. We do, we do the video, okay? And uh, and we're gonna do, yeah, we're gonna do this. We put uh, we we put this uh, farina, the pan, wow. and, and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be crazy, you know? This is gonna be something fucking crazy. Do you want? <laughs> do you really want me to do this, you know? And uh, 
so we made, like, yes. so we made this video. We went in around the city, all white in the face, in the eyes, in the clothes. Like uh, it was a it was a crazy experience. It is something that I never thought I was going to do. To be honest, okay. <laughs> because if you, if you tell me, Marco, do you think you was going to do something like that a few years ago? I would say probably not. But I already experienced a lot of things musically, you know? So yeah. I wanted to do something different to, to, to enjoy myself. I say, okay, I always made music. Now I want to have fun. I want to do something that makes me enjoy, you know, and have fun. Yeah, of course. You know, crazy, okay? So I did this video. And obviously it's a strong, let's say it's a strong content, okay? Many people in the comments say it's related to drugs and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen this video by the way uh, go on to marco's instagram first of, all, first of all who knows me knows that i'm not using drugs and yeah. people who really knows this no know, knows that i'm not using drugs second thing is that the message is fucking ironic it's like uh, it's like pro it's a provocation it's like something it's like something that we wanted to uh this is the message we wanted to achieve with the video. For example, you see, you see me and Stella on the table. Then we started, we start running out in the city like two stupid idiots. Then we end up in the bar sleeping. This is what happens if you do this. Okay. So yeah. don't do this. So don't do this. Don't do this because this is how you will end up doing all this shit. Yeah. But the video was was a caricature. It was like something like uh, help me. Because you're 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 better than me explaining. It was like it was, it was it was just like uh it was a funny um a funny video. It wasn't a serious video. It was more of a like a sketch. Exactly, but it, it was the message was the message was really don't do drugs. Up. This is what yeah, you're going to end people, up like. Some people get offended. Some no, people no, make no. comments. Uh, uh, some people from uh, Colombia have seen uh, the Pablo Escobar thing that I was like, <laughs> oh my God, really this after, after, I mean, I understand, I understand, I understand that there was a war in Colombia because of Pablo Escobar. I don't want to touch this point because this is serious. Okay. Yeah. This is really serious. And I really apologize someone took it seriously because there was nothing, nothing, nothing. It was not our intention to offend anyone with this video. This, yeah. this, this needs to be clear because I play in Colombia a lot. It's one of my biggest fan base. I love Colombia. I love the people of Colombia. I'm a good friend with all the people and promoters from Colombia and respect them. And it was no intention to offend anyone. This was just a funny thing. Yeah. Like... You see on many videos or many uh, reggaeton videos or in many movies as well. You know, you you, ne you, never, you never seen drugs in a movie or you never yeah, seen exactly that's what I thought. You never seen a sketch where uh, where uh, Scarface uh, or some. Let's say let's say let's say I don't wanna I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna go deep into this, but really it was this was really a joke and uh, and obviously there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, I would say thousands of, of comments. comments, of positive comments of people of who got the message, repost the video because it's, it, was, it was a really, it was a really funny, it was a really funny uh, interpretation. And, 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 exactly. And, interpretation. That is the word. And you know what, as you said, you came out of your comfort zone, you do something different. And at the end of the day, it was just... In a, in a moment where the scene is really flat, Flat. Our techno, our techno, our techno, our techno, our techno, yes. techno. Boo, boo, boo. Take house, take house, take house, take house and reggaeton. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a refresh of a refresh of a refresh of a sound I've been listening for the last 10, 15 years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some DJs older than me, they're listening this since 30 years. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's, 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 uh, it's not exciting. It's not, let's be honest, it's not exciting. I say, okay, let's do something funny. Let's do something that makes it, that, that is moving. Yes. It's, you know, it's moving. No, it needs to be done. It can't all be serious it's creating all the time. Some passion. And obviously, obviously we have done, we have done that, you know, then yeah. do you like everyone? No. 
I don't like everyone. So I don't expect everyone to like my video. Of course. Uh, it, it was, of course that see, was going to happen. But I see hundreds of shitty tracks in the, in the market that I don't like. Some of the tracks I like. I play them. I support the artist. But I don't like everything. I don't like uh, wearing a yellow T-shirt. Or, or, yeah, or no, you know, yeah, 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 uh, exactly. Not everyone's every, everything no. and everyone could be liked. So not everyone can like everything. And I don't expect everyone to like my video and my music and my content. So... <laughs> But you know what, Marco, as long as you're happy, that is the main thing. Um, yeah, the, be happy what you're doing is the exactly, most important exactly. thing. Exactly. Is the most important thing. How are you finding balancing everything that you've got going on right now? Because your princess has just been born, you're touring, you have Uncaged to think about, you're making music. You've got a lot on your plate right now. How are you finding the balance and... How, how are you getting along with it all? It's amazing. Oh, it's I love that. Being a, being a dad, it's amazing. It's the best thing in life. As soon as, as, soon as you match the BPM, it's like mixing two records, you know? <laughs> it's like matching the BPM and trying to put the track into the other track, more or less. It's like mixing. Let's say it's not like mixing with two channels. It's like mixing like with four. Yeah. So it's more challenging. <laughs> but it's i it's, love that that's such a good it's, way it's, it's a joke it's amazing <laughs> the best thing in life if you wake up and you are mad and if you are uh, if you have a shitty day you watch your son or your daughter and you're happy uh, no she matter what life so no matter beautiful. what life can bring you you're always happy yeah and if you have in and and if you are and if you achieve a goal or something you dedicate this to your son because it's like uh, it's like um, now it's not only me alone. I, I, it's a family, and uh, and uh, and so it's the uh, and I, I every every success that I do, I dedicate it to my family. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. so. It's uh, to Jessica and my, and my and my daughter. So it's like uh, it's it's beautiful, and um, yeah, it's 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 very intense. It's difficult. It's intense. Um, you gotta go through uh, changes, but yeah, it's it's uh, as I always say, it's, it's it's a better change. Yeah, you always. go for a better change, and uh, you became way less egoist. You think you 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 stop thinking about too much of yourself, and you share your half with someone else, or mm. your less more than half right, with yeah. with, <laughs> with your family, and yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. A beautiful was, time. Yeah, it's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. And also, I feel, to be honest, I feel much more motivated than before because I am I'm, I'm doing really my best to, to achieve my goals and to do what I want to do. Um, it's you a different, can see that. You can it's see a that. different. It's, I'm, I'm working hard. I'm working hard every day, making a lot of music and uh, trying to sign as much music I can. Yeah, um, I know. I know. And I, I respect you so much for that because I know you've always been such a hard, hard working person. And going, especially the start of this year, you have obviously your life has totally changed now with having a daughter and you're still always smiling, doing everything with a smile on your face. And I love to see that. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so happy for you. Happy for you and Jessica. And I think we are very, we are very happy. Yeah. We, it's, a be it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful moment. And uh, yeah, I hope this brings uh, a lot of uh, motivation, a lot of uh, energy to work on new projects and do new new things. Absolutely. Uh, but as I said before, the most important thing is be is 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 be happy with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Only only in this way, in a lot because I don't see myself. Uh, um, I don't see uh, a DJ uh working for a short period I always I always see my career in a long term or in a lot in 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 10 years or something look back and say I'm I, I'm I proud of uh, of what I of what I did you know so am I proud of what I did mm. if I look back mm. this is the, and then if you are proud then no matter no matter 
where did you arrive? Important is that you are proud of what you've done. The music you have released, you watch, you watch your records on the wall and you say, wow, you know, everything reminds you in a moment of your life on, or a change or, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know, maybe in, five, in a few years I will say, oh, wow, I made this record when my daughter born, you know, and then you see this wall full of records and you see, and you be like, okay, I'm a proud of what I've done here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the whole, the whole, the whole thing. picture, the whole, the whole picture, picture exactly. Is this is the most important thing? Then the rest, uh, the rest, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> right, just to end, because I know you're a very busy man. Will you do a really quick round of quick fire questions? Yes. Okay. Ready? Right. <laughs> okay. Your favorite person to play back to back with? Laurent Garnier and my dream. Ah, wow. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. The yeah. last DJ that you messaged, and what did it say? The last DJ that I messaged is Adam Bayer because uh, I was about to send him some music for delay, for drum code. Okay. If you weren't a DJ, you would be. A DJ would I would love to be. Well, no, if you were not a DJ, what would you ah, be? what I would be? A chef or a graphic designer. Okay. What is your favorite studio snack? Now better nothing because I'm on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere that you haven't played yet, but you would love to play at. Hmm. A place I didn't play and I would love to play. Uh, in Japan. In Japan. Okay. And mm-hmm. finally, do you have a guest list rule? My guest list rule is here. Oh. I recently downloaded this on uh, on uh, on uh, on Google. Sorry, you have an app for your guest list. Oh, it's called it's called Guest List Manager. Okay. <laughs> and it starts here. Have you talked to this person within the last year? Yes or no? If yes, do you spend time with them outside of work? Yes or no? And then after that, you know, it's it's a very nice, it's a very nice thing. You should go on internet and you should go on internet and write and type guest list rule on Google. Okay. And then you find this. Uh, I love that. Thing, you know? And uh, and at the end, if you if you have all this, uh, if you, uh, for example, uh, <laughs> this is what it's come to for guest lists. Will they make your wedding more fun? For example, <laughs> okay? if you will make my wedding more fun, you could be possibly on my guest list. If not. Uh, you can stay home or you can get <laughs> someone else's guest list. The worst thing, the worst thing I experienced in the last years during putting people on the guest list is that people must understand that if I put you on the guest list, you should arrive in time for my performance, not to come and see the DJ that is playing five hours after me. I agree. Or, or you know, or because I put you on the guest list. So if, we, if you come on my guest list, at least, just, just fucking arrive in time for my performance, okay? <laughs> oh, that's too funny! I'm so it make it make my wedding and make my wedding fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> make my show and make my wedding fun. Otherwise, you're not coming on my guest Thanks list. for coming, <laughs> Marco. Thank you so so much. Is there anything that you're working on at the moment that you can share with us that anything you're really excited about or is it all secret? I'm working, I'm working on a new track. Uh, I'm working on a new track for, um, for drum call actually, because Adam it's, it's, he did, he's playing two, three, two or three new tracks that I sent him recently. And we are still missing uh, one track on something for the to complete the new release. So I'm working. I'm working on this now. And of course, uh, on a new EP for my label for Uncage, which is a platform I'm really uh, well on, on the goals I would love to do uh, this year or in the next year is to bring the platform to 
to a next level. We had an amazing uh, uh, uncaged label night in Barcelona at Input. Mm-hmm. It was sold out and it was amazing. It was an amazing party. Uh, we will do it again at Sonar. Uh, oh, cool. This is a nice, this is a nice uh, spot. And uh, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the dream is to bring the platform to, a new le- to another level. So... And it we, are work, we are working on this. It will. It will. Marco, this. thank you so, 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 so thank much. Thank you so much, Katie. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you soon. I feel like I've seen you loads lately. Don't forget, do uh, what you love. Exactly. <laughs> the whole moral of this podcast is do what you love. And if it doesn't make you happy. But your compromises, do what exactly. you love. Exactly. Do what you love. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Marco. Ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. ciao. <laughs> ciao.